Okay, so with the Atarashmaya, I just figured we'd start this morning by trying to get a little bit into the month of Kislev. What is Kislev? Obviously, Kislev is the month of Hanukkah. Hanukkah comes all the way to the end of Kislev and spills over into the next month. But I think it's always important before any kind of spiritual experience or desire to really feel Yiddishkeit to connect first on the level of moyach. Because like the Tanya says, moyach shalat alalev. It's the mind that awakens the heart. It's the mind that infuses the emotions with toichin, you know, with, uh, with substance. And so, Be'ezus Hashem, hopefully, by getting into some of these ideas, it will just make our halal not just, you know, something that we can enjoy and experience and sing, but it fills it with meaning. Mamash fills it with meaning, gives it a foundation upon which to build something real, really, you know, strong. So, Be'ezus Hashem, let's jump into the first source. And this Pasuk in Mishle is pointed to as a source for the actual word Kislev, which doesn't appear in the Torah, like we mentioned last month. All these names of the months were given later. Right? So what is the word Kislev? What is that? What's the shirish of this word? Chaf Samach Lamed Vav or Lamed Yud Vav. And the Mepharshim points to this Pasuk in Mishle, which says, Ki Hashem Yeh Which on a literal level, if you look at the translation, means Hashem will be your trust, b'kislecha, it will be trustworthy for you. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is trustworthy to guard your feet, milachet, from being ensnared. Anything in life. Rashi says, Ki Hashem Hashem will be worthy of your trust. We see that the word kesel can mean Trust can mean bitachon. And that would be the shurish of the word kislev, is kesel, meaning bitachon. But on the other hand, we know that the word kesel means something completely different, mamish, entirely. And that's the davar acher, says Rashi, bidvarim sha'ata ksilbahem, in those areas where you are foolish. So I found in the Yerushalmi, because the word kesel can mean trust, but it could also mean folly. The Pasuk also refers to the Yitzhahara as a Melech Zakin Uksil, right? The old and foolish king. The word Ksil, I, I would say more in its uh, ordinary, like natural, common use, means a fool. A Ksil. Kesel and Ksil. Trust, Bitachon, and, and Kislus, Fali. Okay, Bezer Hashem, we're going to come back to this. Also, specifically to note these last three words in the puzzle, this concept of raglacha, like there are so many things Hashem could save us from. What's the dagish? What's the focus on raglayim, on the feet? It says, the first piece. And this is not a part of the piece, this is the whole entire piece. This is all he says. He says, Bekislevuchanaka. Kislev, the month of Kislev is a month of Hanukkah. Ki Kislev uneged Yaakov, because Kislev is corresponding to Yaakov Avinu. And Yaakov Avinu is the channel for all, for all miracles in the world, as is known. On a spiritual level, the meat of Yaakov. 
That's why this month merited to have such an incredible miracle to happen in it. Mamish, the, the miracle's miracle. It's not even like Purim where you find the miracle Besoich Teva. It's literally the shattering of Teva. Eight nights, like the Maral says, one above seven, beyond nature, coming down and tearing away, you know, the whole facade of the natural world. Mamish Anais. And the month of Kislev is the third month from the beginning of the year, which is Tishrei, month number three. It could also be seen as the month number nine from Nisan, right? And as much as Nisan is the first month of the year, Kislev is the ninth. Okay, but in this conception, Kislev is the third, and Alpi Omek, it's really the same thing, right? Because nine is to three, they're both odd numbers, right? And three is the first Odd number, one, two, and then three. But nine is also in the next set. And you have four and, four and four. So then one on top of that. It's the same concept of the pinnacle, the zenith, right? When you have two things and then the culmination. Three and nine. But over here he says, Mamish the third. Shuhuneged Levi, which is corresponding to the Shevet of Levi. Shlish. Shlishi The third of, of the Shvatim. Therefore, he says, I'm just going to pass some source sheets over here also, if you'd like to join. So he says over here, That's why the nays happened in this third month of Tishrei, which is Kenegad Yaakov, Avinu Aidea Kehanim Chashmanayim, Ubanav Shekehanim, Imshevet Levi. That happened through the Kehanim. That are Shevet Levi. That are from Shevet Levi. Shevet Levi being the third month. So what's the connection over here? The concept of three. Tishrei, Nisim, Yaakov, Avinu, Levi, Kahanim. Just slowly building things up. Hashem's help. Let's take a look at the third source and then we'll try to make some sense out of it. The very limited time that we have. Says the Sefer Yetzirah. Himlich ois samach, something similar to what we learned last month also. Himlich ois samach, HaKadosh Baruch who took the letter samach and he crowned it over shena, b'shena, with sleep. Samach and shena, the letter samach and the concept of sleep, and he tied a crown to it, and HaKadosh Baruch who created the rainbow in Oilam, in the realm of space, the Kislev Bishana, and the month of Kislev in the year, Umara Banefesh, and the digestive system in the body. All these things are connected in an extremely deep way. And of course, like we mentioned last month, all of the months in the Sefer Yetzirah, this section in Parakeh, are all connected to a letter, to a concept, to something in the world, to, some, to the month in time, right? That's the month and then to something within the human physiology. So over here we see that the month of Kislev is connected to the letter Samach, to sleep, to rainbow, and to the digestive system in the body. What's the connection? What does this all mean? Let's take a look at the Maral. Source number four, the Maral, and Derech HaChaim is Pirish on Aves, which I heard from Rabbi Hartman, from Hasma. Rabbi Hartman said that the Derech HaChaim is like the, you know, what, what, like they say, what, what Subis is to Shas, you know, they call it like mini Shas, like it contains the whole, the whole Maral in Avos, because Avos is so 
multifaceted that unlike Gvuris, for example, other Svarma the Maral that are on one specific, uh, you know, uh, a concept or yantiv or whatever it is. So in Pirkei Avos, you really see so many of the Maral's fundamental concepts unfolded. So if you ever wanted to learn Maral, I'm sure you're already learning, but if you if you want to make a Seder Maral, so apparently Derech HaChaim is the place to, the place to start. It seems like the, the Derech, you know, the gateway. So here the Maral, Mamish in the beginning of Derech HaChaim, on the first introductory Mishnah that says, Kol Yisrael yesh lem chelik by the Mahba, right? all of Am Yisrael has a chelik in Elam Haba, Shenemar, and it says over there, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Neitzer matai masei They are the planting of my, they're the seedling, or the, the shoot, really, Neitzer, the shoot of my planting, masei the work of my hands that I take pride in. Says the Maral, what does this mean? What's the praise for Am Yisrael that we are Neitzer Matai? Says the Maral, Perish, it means Ki Neitzer Anaf. A Neitzer is a branch. But it's not a branch that branches off from a tree that has already risen out of the ground and now branches off. He says, it's a branch that mamish, emer- as it emerges from the ground in the first place. The branch comes up, that's called a netzer. Before it branches off to the sides, which is going to be obviously very consequential. Before it branches off to either side. Now there's a fundamental difference between that original branch as it rises out of the ground on its own. And then all the other branches that are sort of branching off from it to the left or to the right. Because he says these branch off to, to the sides. But as the Pasuk says, and it's included in that Mishnah, your nation is completely righteous. Am Yisrael are represented by this Neitzer, this original shoot that rises out of the ground without branching to the sides at all. It's the essence itself. It's the branch as it comes out, the first, first <coughs> sprouting of this plant. He says, what's the significance of this? What does this mean? What's the difference between that fundamental primary branch and the branches that shoot off to the sides? He explains, we've said, What's the difference between something that emerges from the middle and something that branches off to the side? He says, conceptually, what branches off to the side has a katze, has a limit. Because it's only secondary to the main. But he says, that which is the main in and of itself Ain't like, ain't like, ain't like katze. It has no end. Anything that doesn't branch out, it's part of the, the fundamental foundation of this thing. So it goes forever. Ain't like But anything that emerges to the side, that's already bound up with the concept of sof, of having an end. So he says, that's why HaKadosh Baruch who praises Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael are not just another leaf that comes off of some other fundamental branch. Am Yisrael are the, are the, is the plant itself. The spine of the plant. Like the lulav. 
right? Just like Am Yisrael, just like the Lulav only has one spine. The spine, that's the concept of Am Yisrael. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, they are the Neitzer, the shoot, Mata'ai of my plantings, Balash and Rabbim, referring to many kinds of plantings, Kalemra, meaning to say, Shahar Benetias not Takodesh Barucho Ba'ilamah, Hashem has many plants. But all those other plants are considered to be offshoots. That they are surrounding on the sides. And therefore they have a finality to them. They have an end. But Am Yisrael, Him Anetzim and Etiyase, Elu Am Yisrael are the primary plant the spine of the plant itself that emerges from the ground before branching off, and it doesn't have an end. They are so deeply rooted that they'll never be removed. Like the Pasuk says, the eternality of the Jewish nation, it's forever, mamish forever. Go a little bit further, then we'll explain outside. And they're also called the planting or the shoot of my planting, because this aligns with the Pasuk from Ishayo, they are, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Am Yisrael are the work of my hands, plural. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this wasn't some haphazard kind of creation that either was rooted only in the midah of Chesed or only in the midah of Gvura, this was Yadai, both of my hands, chesed and gvura together, all of me, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu. V'zeo mata'ai b'lashen rabim, this is what it means, my plantings, b'lashen rabim, al-shteyadayim, on the two hands, so to speak, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. V'ramaz v'zeo davar muflag, asher amaznu lamala, and he says, this is hinting to something incredible that we mentioned earlier. Ki hayad hutzad v'katzeh. What's one hand? That's comparable to a branch off of the main shoot of the tree. That's either to the right or to the left. And those things have a limit, have an end. Right, the hand emerges to the side. One end is to the right, and the other hand is to the left. And they are limited in their reach. That's why the Pasuk is telling you that it was the result of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is creating Am Yisrael with both hands. Both of my hands, not my seyad. But a reference to hands, plural. Because if they only came from one hand, it would not have been eternal. It would have lasted for a specific set amount of time, but it wouldn't have gone beyond that. It would have gone to one edge, that every edge has an end. Since HaKadosh Baruch Hu created Am Yisrael with two hands, thank you so much for coming. That's why we no longer have the need to see Am Yisrael as having been created, been created from one of Hashem's hands because it was created in Mamash with both of the hands. And therefore, 
Am Yisrael's creation really has nothing to do with either of the hands. It's like they sort of negate themselves. It was created with both hands, which brings it back to the center. What's the center? It's It's that original shoot that emerges from the ground. And he says these powerful words. I put them in bold. Am Yisrael are rooted where? Megadosh Baruch himself. That Hashem created Am Yisrael with both hands. And therefore, we leave the realm of that which is secondary, that which is only to one side or to the other, because that's only one side. It's only leading to one side, and that has a sof, that has an end. But he says, once it's two hands, so then again, they balance themselves out, and they come back to the center. And so the creation of the Jewish nation has nothing to do with studious. It has nothing to do with that which is secondary, that which emerges from the straight and narrow, that primary plant. It's rooted in the center, the concept of eternality, not branching off into side paths that must reach a dead end eventually, but that are rooted in forever. Neitzer mata'ai, the Neitzer of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's many plantings, it's the essence itself from which everything else emerges. That a Kodesh Baruch Hu is binding together all the different studim, all the different sides. And that's what it means, the planting of my hands, plural, and that's why Am Yisrael are forever. This is very, very deep. I wish we could speak about this alone now for literally two hours without stopping. But I'm just going to be Mekatsar because we don't have so much time. We have other things to get to. This is, I can't tell you how deep this idea is. It's so extremely fundamental in our understanding of who we are vis-a-vis the rest of creation. Not in a judgmental sense of looking down on anybody else. It's not about who's better, who's worse. It was never ever about that. On the contrary, and as much as anything may be worse, that means that it's a canvas for us to go ahead and, 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 to, and to paint the picture of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's glory on. Meaning it's up to us to elevate everything. It's not a matter of looking down or looking up. It's a matter of recognizing who we are. Recognizing what our mission is vis-a-vis the world. Everything else branches off from this center point. Now, this would be the concept of three. This is what three represents. Avram and Yitzchak are the tzadim, are the sides. If you guys want to sit on this table also, just it might be easier to see. Right? Avram and Yitzchak are the tzadim. Other sides. Avram is the Mida of Chesed, that's the right hand. Yitzchak is the Mida of Gevura, that's the left hand. That's one and two. From those two comes out the nations of the world, of which there are 70. Say the Mekubalim, 35 under Avram, 35 under Yitzchak. Avram has Yishmael, Yitzchak has Ace of this week's parasha. 35 and 35, that's the nations of the world. Rooted in the tzadim, rooted in the anafim, that offshoot from Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael emerged from Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu being the concept of bringing everything back to the center, channeling the centrality of the infinite, of the Ein Sof, who has no tzadim, has no sides, it's just infinity, which means it's just a center point that contains everything. It's just a circle, which is always the center because there's no sides. 
and a circle, right? Of course, every side is equidistant from the center because we don't know, if we don't know what's up or down, that's infinity, that's a Kodesh Baruch that's Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu brings that into the world. From Yaakov Avinu comes the Shvatim. And from the Shvatim come Jews forever and ever and ever until the end of the world. No matter what, no matter what it is, you can't do anything to eradicate your Jewishness, ever. No such thing. Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. That spark is there. Yaakov Avinu loy makes. Yaakov Avinu doesn't, doesn't die. Because Yaakov Avinu is rooted in the center as opposed to the sides that lasts forever. Yaakov Avinu lasts forever. From Yaakov Avinu, in terms of his own lifestyle, in terms of his own energy, I don't know if it was something that he earned or it was just the Metziah of Hashem creating the building blocks for creation understood that there needed to be this process. He's the third. The concept of three is always synthesis. There's thesis, antithesis, and then the synthesis that brings them together. So that's HaKadosh Baruch Hu putting the Avos down to reflect his Midos. Yaakov Avinu represents that Midah that brings everything back to the center point. And we see it reflected in Yaakov Avinu. He had the balance between all the sides. It wasn't leaning to one or the other. We see him loving very deeply Rachel, very intensely. We see him getting very angry at the Shvatim for what they did in Shechem. And we, we see the whole range of emotions by Yaakov Avinu. He's the, he's the holistic man. And just on the level of emotions, but it means much deeper. Yaakov Avinu is the Merkava for the Midah of Tiferes, which is the blend between Chesed, which is his grandfather, Avram, Gvura, which is his father, Yitzchak. Number three is the center point in the month of Tishrei. Number three. Let's go a little bit further. Says Rav Nassana Lukut Yalachis, V'yalkin b'shas Shena. At a time of sleep, he's explaining here the depth of Nitilas Yadayim, or we wash Nitilas Yadayim and we wake up in the morning. At a time of sleep, his stalkas hadas. When a person sleeps, the consciousness leaves him. There is an aspect of his gabras hateva, of nature, and the overwhelming power of falling into the trap that this world is just a natural place, that there's no alokus in the world. There's nothing deeper than what meets the eye. That's called consciousness leaving us. The rest of the day, hopefully we're able to hold on to an elevated kind of consciousness. We perceive the world as only being a vehicle for the revelation of Hashem, if we, if we look at nature the right way. But if not, at a time of sleep, consciousness leaves us. And then he says, And thereby, in the absence of this holy kind of consciousness, what happens? The, the, the spirit of concealment settles on us. And therefore, he says, the primary resting of the spirit is on the hands. Because the hands are what convince us that we're the ones that are doing things in this world. Like the Pasuk says, I can do things. I don't need Hashem. I can do things with my own hands. I can build things. I can uh, produce things. I can make things happen. That's where the Tumah of an experience of lesser consciousness, which is sleep, that's where it settles. And that's a reference to this, that what's the deepest sleep in the world? Is thinking that we're actually the ones doing things with our hands. That's where the Tumah settles at night. What, is, what does that mean? That like, if our consciousness gets 
as it experiences itself in a higher level, but as it leaves the body below, right? So the body falls into a much lower consciousness now that the now that the consciousness is going to a different place. So we're talking about the body in and of itself. That consciousness in and of itself, the neshamas, at least of tzaddikim, go to Ganeidan at night. That's not what we're speaking about. But as it as it leaves, there's there's somewhat of a period of a separation between soul and body on a certain level. Sleep is sixtieth of death. And so what happens to the body itself? Right when it's subjected to this experience, so then there's a there's a tuma that rests on the on the hands. But it's an excellent question. A tuma rests on the hands. The alkane, therefore, he says that's pshat and nitil sidai. Take if right when we wake up, kishem is ayr mishinasai. Tzarech lita yada b'mayim. We wash our hands with water. Sheimachinas meme adas, which are the aspect of the waters of the intellect, because water always represents wisdom. Waters of kindness, as the Pasik says about Mashiach coming, and the whole world being filled with the consciousness that nothing that happens is done just by us. What does the Pasik say? The world will be filled with the knowledge of God. Like water covers the sea. There's a very deep intention in the morning we wake up and we're washing the Tilas Yadayim. What are we doing? We're saying, Master of heaven and earth, let me not start my day thinking that my calendar or my schedule and whatever I think I have to do today is going to be done by these hands. I'm pouring water on them to represent this and to awaken this. I'm dowsing whatever my capacities are in Mala Arad's Deya As Hashem Kamai, in the higher consciousness of wakefulness, to be awake, not to be asleep. Because you can be Aniyashena. Where the, where the Ani can be sleeping, maybe the Libi air somewhere, your heart is still awake, but the Iker is that the Ani should also be awake. All of us should be awake. But we see that sleeping represents a lower level. A lower level. Even a level of folly. A level of xilos. That we started with. A level of, of folly. What kind of level of folly? Thank you so much for coming. What kind of level of folly? Xilos. The level... Of like the Pasuk says, A person only will do an Avera if a spirit of shtus, if a spirit of folly passes over that person. Spirit of folly. Ruach shtus. Ruach shtus is connected to ksilas, to folly. And that folly is connected to the concept of sleep. Falling into a lower state of consciousness, at least vis-a-vis the body. Starting to think that we're the ones doing things, falling into ego, falling into gashmis, falling into our experience of hands and feet and thinking that we're the ones making things happen far away from the waters of Das, far away from the Tilas Yadai, clarifying those hands. Far away from the root of our essence, of our Jewishness, branching off into all kinds of sides. As the Pasik says, as we often say, Hashem created man yashar, neitzer mata'ai, rooted in the center, and then behema bikshu cheshbonis rabim. And then they, they started to branch off into all kinds of places, all of which are final, have an end, have a katzah. That's the concept of sleep. Okay. Says Reb Nassan al-Lukutelachas, this is the depth of Hanukkah and Purim. Hanukkah and Purim are connected to the concept of Bikr Chaylim. 
Because these days are extremely holy and extremely precious and beautiful. But you find an interesting thing that even though these days are so incredibly exalted, it's not like Shabbos, it's not like Yom Kippur, it's not like Sukkot. You can do, you can go to work, you can drive. It's mamish regular days. They're mamish on the weekday. It's not forbidden to do malach on Chanukah Purim. And this is part of a very long piece in the Kudya Lachas. Mamish goes on for pages, just quoting a few lines. So he's already been speaking about a certain kind of incredible light in the aspect of that which we were mentioning earlier, where he had been describing that those that are the sickest, so to speak, spiritually, are those that who those who are most asleep, at least in the way that we've been describing, they need the greatest light in the world. They mamish need the highest kind of Torah there is. And somebody came over to me the other week and he noticed that there are certain kinds of of chevra, different shirim that I was giving and. I was worried maybe they're not rotly for this kind of Torah. Maybe they're not, not at the level. You know, he says, I think his lesson, shouldn't people, uh, you know, walk before they can run, you know? So I said, if it was a matter of walking or running, maybe you'd be right. But it's, it's mamish a matter of oxygen. It's not as if they're walking as it is. It's, it's mamish an Indian of breathing. It's not an Indian of running or walking. And the chevra that mamish, quote unquote, aren't rotly, at least from the school of the Baal Shem Tev, are the most, it's not a matter of whether they're fitting or not, they need it desperately, they need it the most. Because what kind of light can shine down to the bottom of the pit where we are? Only the, only the strongest floodlight in the world. Mamish, only the strongest floodlight there is. So that's what he's been describing. But who come the mashal and he gives a mashal, he gives a parable. Because Adam Bari, he says, when a person is healthy, certainly the king is not, is not coming to your house. I'm saying a person's healthy. Even if he's very close to the king, you get up and you travel to the palace. What's this business? Expect the king to come to you. Whoever wants to go and take the light and the countenance of the king and as much as the person can, you have to clean yourself. And dress up very beautifully and purify. And wear all kinds of special fancy clothing. And to go travel however far it is to the doors of the palace and to knock. And beg or petition or, or, or do whatever you can to try to convince them to let you in to see the king. The person's healthy. And to try to do anything that you possibly can to get there. Until he's able, on whatever level, to get in, so to speak, to the presence of the king. Some people to let in just to the courtyard. Some people to let in to the house. Some people to let into the hall. So that the king's face should be able to illuminate his life. When a person's healthy, that is. But when one of the king's people is sick, and his mom is laying on his, on his, on his deathbed, in a, in a terrible state, when the king thinks back to this individual who maybe he hasn't seen in some time, and Imamish thinks, wow, I miss him so dearly, but he's so sick. What can he do? So then the king stands up and they hitch up the chariot to all kinds of horses and he goes. Imamish goes to this person's house. 
Shabbos tells us, and when a person is sick, Mamish the Shechina is by his bed. Why? Because ordinarily Hashem would expect you to go to him as it were. But if a person is so sick, so then Hashem Mamish comes to you. He says, this is Chanukah and Purim. They are the holiest. Mamish the holiest, the most hidden, hidden Yavim Toivim. They're so hidden, they're not even in Tarash of They're so hidden. Mamish, they're so hidden. They're hidden in a way that they happen. Mamish, they're Golos Yavim Toivim. Chanukah and Purim, Golos. Or Purim, rather, specifically. But it's a Hemshech of Chanukah. Chanukah being Netzach, Purim being Hoid, which we'll get to. They were given to us to bring us Mamish to life. In this bitter time, a time when all of us are called sick, when all of us are sleeping, when all of us feel maybe that we've lost touch with the connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that sometimes we feel we can lose. Sometimes we feel we've done something to sever that. Sometimes we feel that we branched off from our connection to Yaakov Avinu and we, we wandered into some kind of alleyway that meets a dead end. One of the Anafim, when we lose touch with the Neitzer Matai, but that central shoot as it leaves the ground, the concept of three. This Pasuk, heal me because I'm sick, is a reference to Am Yisrael crying out the Shechina, which is Am Yisrael screaming out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, heal me, I'm Amish sick. And because of this incredibly heavy sickness, we have lost the ability to be able to stand up and to make it to the base Hamikdash, to be oil regal, to that holy place, to the palace, as it were, the Kabbalah Panam. And that's the Nimshal. We can't make it to the palace. We're so sick. We've lost the base Hamikdash. We no longer have the strength to be oil the regal. As we say in most of we've lost the ability to make it. Al Kain says of Nassim. Therefore, Chamal Aleinu Balarachim and Barachim of Atzumim. You know what Chanukah is all about. Hakadosh Baruch Hu has such infinite mercy on us that beyond the shalish regalim, where we're expected to go up to the base Hamikdash, Hakadosh Baruch Hu added two days for the sick. Ness of being in Galas. Shem Chanako Purim. Shitiknu Lanamat Sadiqa Magadolim that the great Sadiqim have instituted. Shem Anshiknesis Hagadolim, those great Sadiqim who had mercy on us. Kidilaham Shechlanu Arapanim Lusaykh Beisenu Betoykev Kalusenu. On Chanako and Purim, you might not be able to be Oyla Laregel, but a Kodesh is Yoyred Laregel. A Kodesh Baruch Hu on Chanako and Purim makes the pilgrimage to our house. Ner Ishu Beisai. Mamish in our house. The Shechina dancing on the menorah, which we light, underneath the place where the Gemara in Sukkah says, ordinarily, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Shechina never descends to such a place. That's where we light the light of the menorah, which is the light of the Aragonos, which is the light of the Shechina. B'toik that on Chanukah we don't have the strength to go up to the Beis Hamikdash. We're sick. We're sleeping. But Libi Er, but the heart is awake, and that 
dancing flame of our Jewishness inside beyond the facade of being asleep, dancing on the flames of the menorah in our home. Which is the light of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's countenance. The Pasuk connects Hashem's face and that countenance to oil, which is a reference to the clarity that there's a God in the world. The Alkane, and there he says, and with this will end, just go a few more minutes. The Alkane, Chanukah, Purim, Him, Bebechinas, Raglan, and that's why Chanukah and Purim are connected to the concept of legs, of feet. Because Chanukah and Purim, like we said before, without getting into the depth of it, Kabbalistically, are connected to the concept of Netzach and Hod, Tumidas, Netzach, Endurance, and Hod, which is Chanukah, which is Hodaa, which is gratitude. And those Tumidas are connected to the legs. Those tumidus are connected to the legs. Shemachinas raglin kiadua. Netzach and hoy that are associated with the legs, as opposed to chesed and gvura are the hands. Netzach and hod are the feet. Vezevachinas mitzvahs biker choylim. Shem mitzvah beraglin. And the whole mitzvah biker choylim is with your feet. You get schar mitzvah for the halicha to walk, to go, to travel to a person who's sick. Harbachina hanal, because that's what it means. The chanukah perm are the legs. Whose legs? HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak. Hashem is walking to us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu travels to visit us because we have no strength on Hanukkah in the middle of the winter. When all of us feel to a certain extent that Mamash, we've lost touch and we're so far away from Elo and we're so far away from all those lofty ideals and life hits and we become frozen over and it's dark and it's cold. He comes to visit us when he shines for us his face in the essence, in the middle, in the, in the, in the intensity of our exile. Oh, we're so incredibly asleep. As each one of us know, if we're being honest with ourselves. That's the great joy of Hanukkah, that Hashem comes to be Yorid Laregel. Your house is the base of Mikdash and Hanukkah, and Hashem comes to visit you. When brings us to life, with his incredible countenance, with the light of Mayim, of Natilis Gedayim onto our hands to remind us it's not us, it's not us, it's not us when we do good things, it's not us even sometimes when we slip. And as much as we're able to stand up in the moment and to turn all the Eurydice into the most incredible Aliyahs, if we can find Chizik to carry on and not to give up hope. These great days. That are the holiest days. And when do they when do they fall out on regular weekdays? It's not despite the Kedusha of Hanukkah and Purim that they fall out on weekdays. It's because of it. Because these Yamim Toivim are the holiest, the greatest light they alone are able to shine down even into the depth of Mamish regular life, regular mundane life. That same life that makes us so sick, that same life that knocks us off from the consciousness, like we learned before, to be able to connect to the water of Natilis Yudayim, the main Mehadas, that same life that causes us to fall asleep, to fall into the illusion of the hands, to wander into the separateness of life, and to disconnect from that primary root from our shayrish, where we're connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu forever, for all eternity. Yaakov Avinu Lai Meis, Netzach Yisrael Lai Yishakir. Mamash the weekday, Shemichin Yisrael Mea which is an aspect vis-a-vis Shabbos, it's called exile. 
That's the days of the week. It's Mamash exile. Shabbos is a little taste of redemption. We don't have strength to go up to the base of to receive a Kodesh Baruch Hu's face. HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself is drawing down to us the Arapanim. His face, he's there within it. He's there in the exile. He's there in the week. He's there in our losing it. He's there. Beyond the Ani Yishen of Alibi Er. Mamashi draws down that light into our homes to give us strength. By virtue of the true tzaddikim in every generation, who like Rabbi Nachman and Rabbi Nassim himself, and these kinds of teachings, they're here to heal us. Not information, it's not education. Like I said before, it's, it's oxygen, there's no way without it. The greatest Sadiqim specifically needed to reach down Mamash to the lowest, to the lowest, as it were. This that Uman attracts all the quote unquote crazies, other people would say crazies. It's not despite Rabbi Nachman's Kedusha. It's specifically because of it. Because it's Sadiq on that level is Mamash able to be relevant and able to reach and able to touch and able to enlighten and able to inspire those that are the deepest, the furthest so to speak. Who knows what's far, what's close. That's why the Nes of Chanukah happens through the Kehanim. Because the Zara Kaddish tells us that the Kohanim, as opposed to the Levium, Kohen is the concept of Chesed, the pinnacle of Levi, right? A Kehanim, a The Kohen is the Mid of Chesed. That's why it's called Chanukah. The concept of the Beis HaMikdash, which is the pinnacle of Yerushalayim. Because Hanukkah, a little bit, our house absorbs that light of the Beis HaMikdash. Our house absorbs that light of Yerushalayim. The, the city that no matter how many times it's destroyed, it will ultimately stand. Yerushalayim, the third Beis HaMikdash specifically is the one that goes forever. Abraham, Yitzchak, both destroyed, 35-35, nations of the world, branching off from the center. Yaakov, Avinu, Mace, number three, is forever. Kislev is the third month. Kislev is the month of miracles. Kislev is the month of eternality, forever. Third base, Hamikdash. That's the light of Hanukkah coming into our home. That you can never have lost touch, ever. No matter what, no matter how much of a ksil you think you may have been. No matter how much of a shaita a person feels like when we lose that light of consciousness. No matter how far we think we've fallen. No matter how much we sink into this lower consciousness of yadayim. Of sleep. Let's turn back a page. Mamash with this one. And go back to the first pasuk that we started with. Because Hashem will be your trust. And a Kodesh Baruch Hu will guard your legs. So I want to say the deepest thing. You know what it means that a Kodesh Baruch Hu will be your trust? Because the word ksil means two things. It means trust and it means foolishness. Mom, it's the same thing. Look at Rashi. will be He will be ne'eman to you, trustworthy forever. Hashem emes forever. He will be with you. Do you know why? It says Rashi davar acher You know where Hashem will be? 
Ki Hashem and all the places where you think you've fallen into folly, Shem is there too. And he says, Where did he find this? Meaning, where is the source for this energy of Hashem being even there? Only in Yerushalayim. Only in the Beis HaMikdash. Only in the city that's connected to the concept of three, which gets destroyed two times, but then the third time is forever. Says the Pasuk, Ushma a reference to the feet, which of course is Netzachanoid, which is the Ar of Chanukah, which is the third month, which is through Shevet Levi, which he says is Alidea Kehan and Midas Chesed, which goes forever. I'm not going to have time to see, unfortunately, the last Kedusha Levi. It's very important that the Chever do want to, to come Mamish to try to make it. If we do this every month, we Mamish have to start on time. Because we have Davening right after. I can't go over time, which I already did. But let's just take a look at the next Pasuk and tell him. That's a little bit of a chaval, because maybe we'll, maybe we'll do it afterwards. I don't know. Yerushalayim harim savivla. Hashem savivli ame me'at v'yad o'lam ha'kodesh baruchu. Surrounds his nation forever and ever and ever and ever. Because the city of Yerushalayim, kach motzasi b'yerushalmi, is surrounded by harim. What's the concept of surrounding is the letter samach. The letter samach is this concept of HaKadosh Baruch Hu surrounding us forever and ever and ever. May'at v'yat o'ylam. So this is Pshat and Kislev being the letter Samach. Himlech o'y Samach b'shena in sleep, which is losing consciousness, falling into a lower state. And Kislev in the year being the third month, the concept of Yaakov Avinu to tell us no matter how disconnected you think you've become, you're connected forever and ever and ever. Through the Kehanim, through Bikr Chaylim, Ushmarag Lachamilachet, Kislev Milashin, Ksil, Tvarim Sha'at Ksil Behem, Ki Hashem Yiyah, HaKadosh Baruch was there too, forever. Ushmarag Lachamilachet, with the power of Chanukah and Purim Netzach and Hoyd, Be'ez HaShem Yishibizachet through this month, to mamish reawaken that energy of Bitachon, that in all of our Kislevs, there's also Milashin Kislev, in all the times of lower consciousness, Ki Hashem Yiyah, Kaddish Baruch Hu is there. B'dvarim sh'atek silbahem. Because the month of Kislev is kach motzasi b'Yerushalmi. Is being able to rediscover our connection to Yerushalayim. Rediscover who we are at the root. Rediscover Yaakov Avinu. Rediscover Netzach Yisrael lo Yishaker. Be'ez Hashem Yishibuzachet to it. L'chaim, l'chaim.